a midget on his knees. Now I slang keys and best my hook with crack. I'm the Mac and take a nation of millions to hold me back. Too big for my britches and I got bitches. Now I'm hitting switches. Niggas want my riches. Used to get 18 when my G was alive. Now a key is 13. 589's the number. Another summer. Police ain't getting no dumber. Streets dried up. Used to think it would last. But being a kingpin is a thing of the past. They tried to blast me by slanging a boulder. Now I got my ass in Minnesota. Got my own crew. It's on brand new. Damn, what can I do? Ooh, ta-da. What can I ta-da? What can I ta-da? How you like me now? Ta-da. What can I ta-da? What can I ta-da? How you like me now? Half a mil ticket, bought a house next to Prince Now I can kick it, now I got ends Waving to my friends, rolling in the bins Going to see the twins, play at the dome Police start tapping my mobile phone I'm almost home, getting excited, indicted Spent the grip and a year trying to fight it Lawyer got paid, plea, no contest Cause everything I own, got repossessed Now take a look at the guts And I'm happy cause I only got 36 months I never picked up a book Cause my arms are 16 inches And we are back again What's going on everybody Live and direct Straight back from the Minnesota Northwoods It's Vince Wright, the sports governor And you are listening to Sports Done Right Coming to you live from the bunker At the executive mansion Vince Wright, the sports governor here on Spreaker.com every Tuesday night at 7.30. We got it kicked off a couple minutes late here today, but was just getting some valuable information from the Big Ten Network on next week's games. And we're actually going to have a little sound from Michigan coach uh, Mark D'Antonio a little later on. So what's going on, everybody? Happy uh, day after Labor Day. I hope everybody was able to enjoy it and you know, give ourselves a pat on the back as the uh, American labor force, because that's who we are. So, you know, one thing that I did, that I really, really enjoyed this weekend was spending time with the family and not only my immediate family, I'm talking my extended family as well. Um, Angie's uncle invited us up to his lake home in beautiful northern minnesota and if you saw the facebook pictures you understand why i went had a great time man it was it's not just about being with my wife and kids that's always fun but just to get caught up with all the cousins the aunts the uncles and to get everybody together uh, that's that's the one thing that's really important so i hope you guys had a, a great labor day and was able to jump in there and enjoy some good barbecue enjoy some good drink enjoy some family time some time with your friends and you know that's that's what it's all about and of course we are the laborers so it's our day and uh, definitely to everybody who works a good honest job out there had to give them a, a definitely you know uh, a what's up so anyway man everything's going good here in minnesota except for the football that happened last week at the university it is what it is, but, you know, what can you do? What can you do? But we'll get into that. Golden Gophers tried their darndest, but just came up a little bit short. So what can you do, Minnesota? You can bounce back and beat Colorado State. Anyway, 
Gophers are 0-1 now as they head off next week to Colorado State. What'd you guys do? What'd you guys get into this past weekend? Let me jump in the chat room here. Jungle brother, what's going on, man? The main man, the myth, the legend himself joining us. And if the Jungle brother is in the house, you know he's got some snappy one-liners coming all the way from North Carolina. And, oh, just for you, Jungle, we want to give a what's up to the the Duke Blue Devils who were at the White House with President Obama celebrating that national championship. Gotta love that. You gotta love it. Texas Ty, my main man, the number one fan of Notre Dame is in the house with the Chief Rocker Jersey Vern. Always chilling with my main man, the Chief Rocker. Don't drink vodka, but he does keep that microphone inside his locker. And Texas ties my main man from the plains of Texas, number one Duke fan. But for some reason, homie stuck on being a Notre Dame fan. But we got to give Notre Dame props because they put it on that home state Texas squad tie, just like you said they would, my man. And the governor is looking a little perplexed because we don't know what Charlie's going to do. So uh, that'd be Charlie Strong. We'll, we'll touch on that a little bit as uh, we get into the next segment. But what we're going to do tonight, gang, we're just going to talk football. I mean, why BS about it? Football's what's up. College just started. Some upsets already happening. We got the NFL kicking off this week. And Minnesota, my, my devoted Vikings going up against my other favorite team, the 49ers, on Monday night in the nightcap game. And boy, excuse me, y'all, because I just got a Taylor Rook sighting on the Big Ten Network, so... As uh, you know, Taylor was a hottie number one there, and she is uh, looking very, very fetching tonight. Um, well, we'll see if we can get some posted on Miss Taylor as well. But glad everybody's doing good, man. Glad everybody's doing good. Chat room is off and running. Glad everybody out there is. Uh, looks like everybody's having a good time in the chat room. Like I said, we're gonna talk a little. College football in our first segment after the initial break, second break. Then after that, we're going to get into the NFL. And we're just going to kind of have more of a free-form show. We're not going to get into too much of the uh, stats and this and that so much tonight. I'm going to have a conversation with everybody out there and in the chat room. And and I'm really tonight, let's get this chat going because I'm really going to be keeping my eye on the chat. I have, I, you know, as I looked back here the past couple of weeks, I haven't been able to get into the chat as much when you're running your own board here with Spreaker, uh, Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. It gets a little hard to keep up with everything, but we're going to really make sure we keep on track of that tonight. And let's just jump in there real quick because uh, we got Jersey Vern, the Chief Rocca, Texas Time, a main man, and of course, the Jungle Brother. And also on the tube, we are definitely keeping an eye on the U.S. Open tonight as well. The sisters are battling. Serena, number one. Venus is ranked 23rd. And got to give it up to, to Big Sis so far, man. Venus is uh, putting up a show there. She just got advantage. And they are tied two games apiece in the first set. So this this could be a classic one here. And uh, do your thing. Do your thing, both of them. Because without the Williams sisters, can you imagine where U.S. tennis would be right now? 
that's all there is. You know, I grew up and and by no means I, I wasn't a tennis junkie, but um, I would play a little bit with some friends of mine that played, you know, just down at the park. But like everybody else, you know, I would keep an eye on on people, the Jimmy Connors of the world and John McEnroe. My favorite was Bjorn Borg. And as they kind of faded, I, you know, as Jim Courier came along and Agassi, Pete Sampras, um, players like that. You know, there was always just like some, you know, in terms of men's U.S. tennis, there was always somebody that was relevant at least. And, you know, Andy Roddick, I think, was probably the last person from the U.S. male side that has really been relevant. James Blake a little bit, but they're both gone now. And the women, there's really nothing on the horizon for casual fans like myself. And once the, the, the Williams sisters say adieu, and they're in their mid-30s now, so it ain't going to be too much longer. Um, U.S. tennis has, has got a quandary. I see that they brought back some of the old names, Agassi, I think uh, Michael Chang and Jim Courier recently signed on with the USTA to do some promotion and to help kind of build the game. But good luck. Good luck. It's kind of like golf. When you get to a certain level with tennis, it takes a lot of money for the coaching the travel and that's why again not a lot of minorities get into it but let's jump back to the chat room here i see jungle brother because uh he got my attention with a comment about my gophers aka as he calls them the groundhogs and he wants to know are they going to be able to handle the mile high i added uh, altitude is what this brother's trying to say up in uh in fort collins colorado home of the colorado state rams and I believe they will be jungle and we'll touch on this a little bit uh, next segment kind of got a list of things to keep an eye on for that game but I, I think they will be acclimated I, I've noticed in the times I've been out to Colorado that the altitude sickness or, or the shortness of breath it didn't really affect me when I was in Colorado Springs in, and Denver and I think Fort Collins is pretty much along the same altitude as those two cities. But when I did go up to Breckenridge, the, the ski town, and got up to about 13,000 feet, yeah, this big man was uh, huffing and puffing a, a little bit. So absolutely, absolutely. But I think they'll be okay in terms of uh, the altitude there, Jungle Brother. Uh, Texas Tide, Venus is keeping it up so far. Hope she can maintain that energy. I do too. I do too. I mean, it's it's tough because of where Serena is right now, battling for this Grand Slam. And wouldn't that be something to see her get that? Because that hasn't happened since Steffi Graf did it. But I, it it really would. I mean, if, if Venus earns this win and she can put it together one last time, that would really be a story as well. And you know, I wish them both luck because they're both phenomenal. They've both done so much for tennis, and. You know, they're, they're just cold-blooded. I mean, Venus has seven Grand Slam titles herself, if I believe the number is correct there. So, you know, definitely no slouch there as well. It's just Serena turned into a whole different monster on, on the court, and nobody's touched her. You know, I heard something today. I think it was on uh, Colin Cowherd. Uh, he went over to Fox Sports Radio, and I heard his show on iHeartRadio. I thought I'd give him a listen to He's been talking recently about why he left ESPN, yada, yada, yada. And again, not that I agree too much with Colin Cow Cowherd. I, I do find this show somewhat entertaining at times. 
I think he puts a lot more effort into the rest of them fools over at ESPN. And one of the things that he was talking about is they tried to push this uh, Sharap, uh, Sharapova rivalry on us. And, you know, Maria Sharapova, I think I think if I remember correctly, he said she has not beaten Serena Williams since like 2003 or something like that. 2004, somewhere in there. It's been like 10 years. So, it, you know, what can you do, man? What can you do? Um, best of luck to both of these ladies as they battle tonight. Serena is up three games to two here in the first set. She is up 15 love and uh, second service here. And they are battling. We've got good volley going. And Venus just knocks it out barely. So 30 love. As Serena's looking to get that fourth game. And her sister is looking to tie it up. So, But anyway, um, enough about tennis for right now. We'll definitely be checking back in there. Just wanted to say what's up to my main man, Gerald. Auburn's biggest fan, Ward Damigo Gerald. We'll be uh, speaking about Auburn here in the weeks to come as well as they're looking good as always. And I'm an Auburn fan. I, you know, if I lived in Alabama, I always said I would be a Auburn backer. Uh, Joe or Joe Bo Jackson, my main man. Enough said. Love Charles Barkley when he played basketball down there, made them relevant in basketball for a quick minute. So. You know, props to Wardam Eagle and the University of Auburn. Never liked Alabama. I respect Alabama, don't get me wrong. But I have never been a fan of the Crimson Tide, and I really can't tell you why. Anyway, man, you know, some other things that are going on here. Um, before you know it, we're going to be talking basketball. Not that we are tonight, but next month, you know, we're going to have some camps and things start going on. And just on the local scene here in Minnesota, I thought I'd give you guys a Sports Done Right update. Catch us every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. Make sure you follow us. And we've heard from Ricky Rubio, who's been playing and working out. And he said he anticipates being here for a while. He is very excited, he says, to be in Minnesota, which obviously was a 180 from when he first came here. But... Ricky Rubio working out feeling good and excited to be here he says he is very happy with the team obviously the young talent goes without saying he says um, if, and he said if KG can you know stay relatively healthy that would be a lot of fun and also the Timberwolves too we, have, we haven't really talked about this bring on some veteran leadership with uh, Tayshawn Prince uh, being signed here a few weeks ago as well so you got KG you got him in there really teaching these guys probably just how to be a professional. So, you know, that could be a very good signing. And Jungle Brothers back here in the chat. He's talking to our main man, Gerald. Have you seen that Bo Jackson commercial with him drawing up the game plan for watching a big game at his house? Yeah, that's a fun tournament. All right, all right, that's going to be a fun little contest. I might actually try and enter that. Who gets to watch the games with uh, Bo Jackson there, so... Yeah, that was, that was real cool. That was real cool, man. Uh, Ty, Notre Dame looking good, man. Notre Dame's looking good early on. I think they they got a quarterback that uh, can really do something, as much as I hate to admit that. Anyway, uh, Andrew Wiggins has been going off for Team Canada in the uh, America's Tournament. 
He has uh, been looking real good, and Timberwolves are very excited about him as well. Uh, Tayshawn, we talked about. One of the other things is Tyus Jones has been working out. Obviously, the hometown kid. He's really been kept under wraps here uh, lately. And word on the street is he's just really now started to just really focus on his game, focus on his body, and to get ready to play, you know, 82 games for the NBA's Minnesota Timberwolves. So still in the, outside of that, still kind of in the holding pattern with the Timberwolves. Uh, no big news to report on there. So unlike ESPN, we don't just throw stuff out there. We'll just move on. So, all right, we are approaching 17 minutes. Wow, that was a, a lengthy opening segment there. All right, what we're going to do here is when I get back, we are going to jump into this chat room. Everybody has really got a lot of opinions going in here. Some good talk going in the chat room tonight. That's real good to hear, man. That's real good to hear. And one other thing that we're going to do, like I said, we're going to actually have some sound from Michigan State coach Mark D'Antoni that comes to us via the Big Ten Network slash my phone. So we're going to get the uh, music uh, started here. This is going to be our first break. This is Sports Done Right with the sports governor, Vince Wright. Coming to you from the executive mansion, deep in the situation room, somewhere in the east metro of Minneapolis-St. Paul. And we're going to get some local guys going here again. My boy's new Congress. Top R&B artist here a few years ago, like I said. This is a, a tune off their second album called Freak Show that they actually... Uh, we're on their way to doing big things before some other stuff got in the way, but this is featuring my main man, Twista. So check it out. Freak Show, and we'll be right back after this break. New Congress, New Congress, Twista, Twista. Take a quick trip, lady We can ride the waves a mile high So down if you can't take the heat Moving it so quick you can barely breathe Keep the rhythm right there, don't lose the beat 100,000 volts, sexual electricity Push it in, pull it out, you know what it's all about Freak show, triple X, rotten dick and full effect Push it in, pull it out, you know what it's all about Freak show, triple X, rotten dick and full effect
put it in, then I gotta pull it out, then I gotta be a freaking fighter, put it in your mouth, then I gotta hit it from the back, and I'm attacking, and I wanna break it down and take it slow. Then I'm finna hit it like a triple X phone, I'ma be a freak show when I make you go. I don't wanna lie and say that I don't wanna get up with it. I be feeling like I be too honest. Yeah. On the mission and hit the pussy like a politician, and that's why I went new Congress. Uh-huh. Killing everybody in the party, and I wanna get up in the burgundy Maserati oh. or the gray Maybach. See the way they act. I'm a fool whenever I fuck with a hottie, and I wanna class and ask the chick, don't fuck with whores. I'ma get you and lift up your legs like I lift up the doors. I'ma freak show, freak show, freak show, freak show, freak show. Push it in, pull it out. You know what it's all about. Freak show, triple X, riding deep and full effect. And what is going on, everybody? Sports done right every Tuesday night. Sports Governor Vince Wright in the house, chilling with everybody out there worldwide. This show has been heard from Pretoria, South Africa, to Mexico, to all over the U.S., the South, the North, the East, the West. And we're growing by leaps and bounds, man. And that's thanks to everybody out there. Chat room is buzzing. Jersey Vern, Big Ty from Texas, the Jungle Brother, Gerald. I mean, War Damn Eagle, Gerald, my main man. And so let's see what's going on. I promise we're going to get out there a lot more tonight. Texas Ty says Ohio State's going to be all right. They were missing a few key players. No test until maybe Minnesota, if not Michigan State. Ty is on it. My main my main man from Texas throwing down that Big Ten knowledge. Jungle Brother says the governor, the chief rocker, had his Craig Krenzel jersey on yesterday drinking Miller High Life with toes out during the game. I wouldn't be surprised. I went, uh, Jersey Vern says, yes, sir, Vince. Yes, sir. Oh, A-Roy just went deep. Oh, boy. Uh, yep, sure enough, Vern's talking that Yankee nonsense again. But I got to every week I heard, I hope they, they keep falling off, and they never do, man. Yankees are real deal this year. So, Golden Gopher football. Let's take a look at our local scene here up in the great white north. TCU came in here with a potential Heisman candidate quarterback in um, – Mr. Boinkin, and boy, did he really, he looked good early on. Gopher defense didn't really seem to have, uh, you know, especially in that first quarter, didn't really seem to have a way to stop TCU's offense. And once again, folks, the turnovers just killed us, man, just killed us. And, you know, you're going to turn the ball over that early and that often. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have a hostile crowd. And that's what it sounded like behind me when, when uh, those turnovers happened. But Golden Gophers hung in there. And let me say something. This I want to give a baller award slightly to the Minnesota Gopher defense. Now, yeah, they lost the game 23-17. Gophers got a late touchdown. The score was a little bit deceiving, but 
you know, it looks good on paper, I guess. But anyway, um, the Gophers, here's what they got to do. Mitch Leidner has to figure it out. I mean, we talked about this last week. We talked about it in our Big Ten preview show a few weeks back. Mitch Leidner, he he throws a wobbly ball to open receivers. He throws a pretty good spiral to receivers that are covered. He he made a couple really nice passes where he had to get the football to right where it needed to be, and he was able to do that. And those were um, one one of those plays was a big uh, pass play over the middle for about forty yards. He is just, I don't know if it's in his head. I don't know if he's just not able to figure it out, but hes he's got to get the mechanics right so he can get some zip on the ball. I sit in the first row. Some of you folks saw me on TV. What up, everybody? And here, here was the difference. Boykin, he would get hit, and, and he would find a way to get the ball off just that split second. He would stand in there and take the hit, or right before he got hit, or even as he got hit a lot of times, he would throw the ball, and the ball still had zip. It had velocity on it. And a lot of our people that were sitting here were wondering, why can't Mitch Leidner, you know, he's not going to be a Heisman candidate by any means, but why can't he throw a better ball? That's one of the things we got to talk about. Let's a oh, quick update here on the U.S. Open as well, quarterfinal match. Serena Williams took the first set 6-2 over her sister Venus. Um, boy, Venus was looking good early too, but Serena's really, boy, she's just really amped it up. She's in a whole different world, and I don't know if Big Sis is going to be able to take too much more of this. They have uh, just started the second set, so we'll get back to that. But again, Serena is up one set to nothing. She won the first set 6-2. Back to our golfers here. Uh, one of the other things, too, that really hurt the Gophers were injuries on the offensive line. They had to put a, a true freshman in over at a tackle or guard, I believe, and he was getting burned all night. And, again, the Coach Kill has talked about this, and this is a big thing that the Gophers have to work on again. They have to get a push off the ball. They, once again, they get pushed back by the defensive line. And when the offensive line gets pushed back, he talks about how that affects the quarterback sidelines as well. Again, not making complete excuses for the quarterback, but that is part of the problem that is happening. So these guys got to get up and get off the ball, man. It's that simple. It's that simple. So checking in on this uh, chat room again, Gerald. He agrees with Jungle. A-Rod has been balling. No A-Rod. The Yankees would not be in the hunt. And unfortunately, that is absolutely correct, Gerald. That is absolutely correct. So, uh, that's what we think of the Yankees here from Minnesota. But truth is truth, homeboy. Truth is truth. So finishing up on our Gophers here. That was, you know, the, the scene was set. Just to let folks out there know, Gophers have a hard time selling out the football stadium. However, that was not a problem. The stadium holds 50,000. They had almost 55,000 in there with standing room. All the seats were taken. The student section, which is 10,000 and is usually the the uh, empty part, that upper deck there. And you'll see that on ESPN games, a lot of big swath of empty seats. But everything was filled up. They And granted, they gave away a lot of those tickets to students. But whatever they had to do to fill that stadium, atmosphere was great. It was a hot 
Texas-type day, to be honest with you. Texas Tide knows what I'm talking about. And, you know, it was about 92 degrees. But once that sun went down, it started cooling off a little bit. There was a nice breeze. It was really a beautiful night in Minneapolis for a football game here on campus. And TCU, like I said, Boykin, he did just enough. He, he wasn't overly impressive in his first game out, as was TCU as a team. They did just enough to, to eke out the victory here in Minnesota. They, they, in all honesty, folks, they, they should have had another two or three touchdowns. Um, Boykin uh, overthrew a couple of empty receivers that were if – the, if those passes were caught, they would have been touchdowns. So he's going to have to tighten up his game, but TCU is 1-0, and and they are on their way. And we'll talk about them a little later on in the polls. So Golden Gophers. We switch it up now as we move. Well, well, let's talk about just a couple key stats here. Like I said, we're not going to spend too much time on numbers, but I thought it'd be real interesting to throw those out here. So uh, Rodney Smith rushed for 88 yards on 16 carries. He had a touchdown. Mitch Leidner was 19 of 35 for 197 yards. Again, he, you know, got to get him over 200 yards here. He threw for a touchdown. K.J. May. Caught that touchdown. Our number one receiver uh, had four receptions for 76 yards on the defense. Baller award Eric Murray. He led the goal for defense. Uh, he's a defensive back. He had eight tackles and an interception, and he had a big force fumble as well. So uh, good job there on the defense to Mr. Murray. Let's turn our attention here. Well, let's do this here. Let's do this. Because I want to start fresh. We're going to take a very quick musical break here. Again, featuring a lot of Minneapolis tunes tonight. And when I come back, we're going to turn our focus to the Gopher Colorado State game. We're going to talk about Jungle Brother. And we'll talk about the attitude, which should not be too much of a problem. Second set, quarterfinal U.S. Open. Serena and Venus are tied at one game apiece. Serena is already up one set to love. She won that first set 6-2. So let's get it going here. This is one of the old jams by The Time, Morris Day, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis back in the day called I Don't Want to Leave You. Smoke them if you got them. Have a drink. If you're drinking, run to the bathroom. We're going to take a quick musical break, and we'll come back and reset some college football. Keep it tuned here to Sports Done Right every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. We hit the airwaves at 7.30. You can follow me on Twitter at TheBigSmooth1. That's the number one. Email the show at vmann 31 vman 31 at gmail.com. And we will be right back.
Sports Done Right is back Tuesday night, a beautiful, beautiful summer night from Minneapolis, Minnesota, or somewhere thereabouts. Personally, I like to call it parts unknown, but, you know, what can we say? Anyway, another gorgeous night here in Minnesota. Hope everybody's doing well out there. You can find us every Tuesday here on Spreaker.com. Looking forward to some big things happening, going to be doing some uh, things with the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network when we get some kinks worked out. Start working on these live calls. Of course, I've been saying that for, been doing this show for about two months now. And we're going to get it figured out for you people. We're going to get it figured out. Anyway, let's jump back in the chat room here, man. The boys are having a real good conversation tonight. Hopefully a few more people drop by and, and realize everybody's still getting settled in. Coming back from Labor Day yesterday. Gerald is in the mix with my main man, Texas Ty. Texas uh, talking about that Notre Dame game that's coming up with Georgia Tech here. We'll wrap on that in a second. But we're going to finish up here with the Golden Gophers. And they got all of a sudden a must-win game out at Colorado State. Now, Colorado State um, is a team obviously not a lot of people have heard about. I've done a little research on them. I know it's a it's a nice campus out there, uh, beautiful out there in Fort Collins, Colorado. You know, everything out there in Colorado is obviously very pretty, very nice. And here's, you know, the Gophers got to be on their P's and Q's, man, because this ga- this is the this is the game that historically has kind of set this program back. 
a team they probably should beat on paper, but for some reason don't. So Gophers are 2-0 all-time against Colorado State. Um, the last time they played them, they beat them both uh, years uh, 2004 and 2005. In 2004, here's a name for you guys out there. Uh, Minnesota, we got a couple scores from Marion Barber III and tight end Matt Spieth. Uh, both NFL players, and Spieth actually uh, has a championship. As uh, We beat them 34-16 in 2005. Gophers won at home 56-24. Uh, two touchdowns each by Gary Will Russell. There's a name from the past, and your main man, Lawrence Maroney. So there you go. And Minnesota is 10-3 against the Mountain West Conference. So they've played San Jose State. They played UNLV, so they, they have familiarity with the conference. Should be a good, good game here. And here's, now here's the thing. Colorado State was 10-3 last year. And they had, at one point during the season, they had won nine straight games. Uh, two of their three losses came to ranked teams, and those teams are, let's see, they were Utah, who was number 21 at the time, and Boise State. Uh, they are, Rams are 1-0 this year. They played Savannah State in their opener, and they have a very easy victory there, 65-13. to and Colorado State will be the first non-ranked opponent that the Gophers will play since they played Iowa last year on November 8th. Since that time, Minnesota has faced five straight ranked opponents in the AP poll. And that's the first time I think in Gopher history that's probably happened. Gophers uh, ended last season against number eight Ohio State, and they lost 31-24. to Beat Nebraska, lost to Wisconsin, and lost to Missouri in the bowl game. Uh, the notes here say that uh, Coach Kill is uh, is real good at preparing games, uh, preparing for road games. He has a career road record of 58 and 59, and that's with working with teams like Saginaw Valley State, Southern Illinois, so um, and Northern Illinois as well. So he he's done it at places where it shouldn't have happened, and it just goes to show you. I, I think we have found our coach. We just got to see if, he, if we can keep him happy, see what he can do on the field here. But those are uh, kind of the Gopher Colorado State notes. I look for the Gophers to eke out maybe about a 10-point victory here. Uh, don't, know, don't undersell Colorado State. However, if Mitch Leidner is having a good game, here's, here's the little caveat. If Mitch is having a good game, I think the Gophers, you could probably up that to a couple touchdowns. Um, there's no reason Minnesota's defense is better, and they really should be on this game. So they got to figure it out on offense, like my man Texas Ty says. But he is the key. And, again, if he can heat up and, you know, no reason why he shouldn't be able to. Uh, Colorado State doesn't have a particularly strong defense, but – you know, we'll see. We'll see. So that's what the Gophers have to do next week out in Fort Collins, Colorado. It is Minnesota against Colorado State. Let's touch on a little bit of the national scene on the college board. Boy, what would you guys think about that Ohio State game, man? 
Um, I know uh, the Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern, I know what he thinks, being a, a pseudo-alumni and a former player for, for a little bit of time down there. But, man, the and I still call them the three quarterbacks, but that is just something special to watch. And I, I really hope people enjoy it. I hope they can stay injury-free. Um, I mean, Braxton, incredible. I mean, just incredible. Um, Cardell, it's just, you know, I mean, it just, JT, on and on it goes down there. I mean, I, I could just regurgitate what everybody already knows about this team. Ohio State is the real deal. They have an easy schedule this year compared to other teams. And as long as they, they hold steady, win out and do their thing, they should be just fine, man. They should be just fine. As Texas Ty says in the chat room, Virginia Tech got crunched. Gerald says, uh, I think offensively they'll be fine. Oh, he was talking about the Gophers here. Texas Ty said Minnesota has to figure it out on offense. That's right. And then Gerald uh, piped in and said, I think offensively they'll be fine. It was just that they were playing TCU. You know, uh, Gerald, interesting take there. But, again, it goes back to our quarterback. And if we can get this offensive line healed up, um, which they are anticipating, by the way. So, hopefully that will fall into place. Gerald also said Minnesota, sh Minnesota should win, but it will be closer than the experts think. McElwain was doing some good things recruiting before he left for Florida. Very good point there, Gerald. Very good point. Got to give it up for our main man, Gerald. Well said, sir. Anyway, so let's go Gophers. Let's hope they can pull this out. And let's take a look here at the national poll. Ohio State still number one. Bama has leapfrogged Texas Christian to number two. Uh, I think that th that's right, considering the way these teams played. Alabama put it on Wisconsin 35-17. Texas Christian, like I said, number three. Baylor is number four. They uh, really smacked around Southern Methodist, 56-21 in their opener. Michigan State over Western Michigan, 37-24. Western Michigan is a tough inter-school rivalry there. So for people that thought that maybe Michigan State would kind of walk away with that, um, you know, pride's on the line in that game. Auburn, boy, yeah, nice to see they put it on Petrino. Louisville goes down to Auburn, 31-24. Auburn is number six. Oregon is seven, USC number eight, Notre Dame is number nine for Texas tie with a colossal and complete ass whooping of Texas, 38 to three. Georgia brings it up at number 10. There you go. And just to follow it out, 11, Florida State, 12, Clemson, UCLA, making a move over an impressive win over Virginia. LSU is getting going against Mississippi State this weekend. They're number 14. Georgia Tech, who does have Notre Dame out there in a few weeks, is ranked 15th. Texas A&M, again, a solid win over Arizona State down in Houston. Watched a little bit of that game. They won 38-17. Very good uh, squad and very good opening win uh, for Coach Kevin Semelin's team down there in College Station. Ole Miss, the Mississippi Rebels are at 17, Arkansas 18, 
Oklahoma 19, and the boys from out west, Boise State, is bringing it in at 20. So there's your top 20. Other teams behind them, you got Missouri, Arizona, Mississippi State, yada, yada, yada. So it's going to be fun here as these games start heating up. And Notre Dame is at Virginia, and that can be an interesting game as well. So Texas tie. I think Notre Dame will go into uh, UVA and do their thing. Why don't you let us know in the chat room? And again, hey, we have Gary Joyner in the mix. What's up, Gary Joyner? Everyday people show here on Spreaker.com as well. What's up, Gary? How you doing, man? Welcome to the chat room. We always love to hear from Gary. And right after that, Gerald chimed in. The Buckeyes look like Florida offensively. Braxton is Urban's new Percy Harvin. Their defense just isn't as good as UF's. And I could totally agree with that, man. But offensively, boy, Ohio State, juggernaut. That's the only word I can think of. And let's see, who else do we get out here? Um, Ohio State actually plays Hawaii for their next game. Obviously should be a very, very easy win. We have Georgia playing Vanderbilt for all our fans down south. And that should be a fun one there. Again, Western Kentucky did beat Vanderbilt. That was the upset special last week. And we told you it was going to happen. So... Anyway, folks, glad everybody's doing very well out there in the chat room. I'm ready for the NFL. Those Packers. And Packers are going down. As you see, just the mention of them gets the, the studio audience all riled up. It's going on to looks like brother-in-law Jeff is out there again. Go rainbows. <laughs> yeah, Hawaii, that's right. What's up to Jeff out there in the chat room? Everybody getting caught up with the main man. And we go... We are going to take a look here at the big game this weekend. Speaking of Big Ten, we got the Michigan State Spartans against Oregon. Uh, I love these early season college matchups like this. Well, what can you say, man? These are two national powers. These are two teams that can be... In the mix of this, like we said, Michigan is coming in at number five. Oregon's at number seven. You assume the loser is going to drop a few spots. The other one, depending on if it's Michigan State, those four above you, if they win, which they probably will looking at their schedule, you may not get up there, but the loser is definitely going to drop some spots. That's what's going to be the penalty of a loss here. It kind of a get to the to the back of the line type of thing, so... Yes, definitely F the Packers there, Texas time, the chat room. We do not like Green Bay at all here on Sports Done Right. Every Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. on Spreaker.com. So, anyway, folks, I, we uh, recorded a little sound here from Coach Mark D'Antoni from the Big Ten Network. Let's see how this sounds. And he is talking about the game this weekend. Take a bad play, certainly, and make it a good one. So some of those rush yards come off of scrambles and things of that nature, much like they did with Mariota. Um, if you look at our game last year, uh, 
the X factor in that game was, was Marcus Mariota. You know, he made things happen. I mean, they got great players that surround him, but he made things happen in terms of getting out of sack situations and those type of things. They have surrounded their program with great players. They have a great running back in Freeman, additional running backs. They have great skilled players. Uh, so they're taking the skill level within that program, a high, very high skill level, and then they're, they're, they're doing things that that everybody else is doing and you know I think they, they may be the leader in doing those things and that was coach Mark D'Antoni on the Big Ten Network at his press conference a little earlier on today talking about his upcoming match with the Oregon Ducks and he is exactly right the Ducks have more options in their backfield this year um, even minus Tyner the Ducks they have more options Let's see here. Tyner season ending shoulder surgery in August um, really set the Ducks back. But they have uh, Kenai Benoit. I hope I'm saying his name right. Or Benoit. Uh, He's a sophomore. Rushed for 83 yards and a touchdown on 11 carries. Caught a 19-yard reception on his first play from scrimmage. They have a sophomore named Tommy Brooks-James. Um, pure speed it says here he has the speed of Tyner he got 63 yards on six carries so the Ducks definitely definitely uh, have some options here in the backfield um, another uh, point that was put brought forth in this article here from CBS Sports Line was the Oregon defense gives up yards but it takes back turnovers very interesting now, I'm just going to kind of read verbatim here Oregon's defense allowed 438 passing yards, and that's uh, what Michigan State's licking their chops over to Eastern Washington, folks. Um, You can't do that. But while some uh, of the forced turnovers were luck, it became a learning trade at Oregon. University of Oregon is the only program to gain at least 25 turnovers every season since 2007. The Ducks finished last year first in turnover margin and third in turnovers gained with 34. So they they know how to get that ball loose and they recover it. The Ducks have more weapons to throw to than just their elite receivers. Uh, Vernon Adams Jr. is looking very well in camp, but he's going to need to look down for some uh, tight ends as well. And looks like, who do we got here? Johnny Munt and Evan Bayless are the names that they're brought up in this article. Munt has shown flashes as a receiver, most notably a five-yard catch or five-catch 121-yard performance against Tennessee as a true freshman. So they do have some tight ends that they can go to as well besides their their excellent receivers. And Oregon hasn't punted this season, it says. The last punt return touchdown was in 2007, so... Could be interesting, man. Could be interesting. So we look over at Michigan State here, and they are just a very impressive. They got some holes to fill, though. The um, article here again that I printed off from uh, CBS, they talk about their linebackers have been missing tackles. Alignments have some issues. The Spartan rushing attack is healthier than a season ago. Says Jeremy Langford was a returning 1,000-yard rusher entering the Oregon game last season, but he was also coming off a severely sprained ankle that he later later admitted slowed him down against the Ducks. 
backup Nick Hill um, would later say he that uh, he had a hundred degree fever. Now Michigan State has a new stable of backs this season. Madre London and freshman L.J. Scott, or as they say, fall into the gifted category. Delton Williams coming off suspension could be the hungriest of the bunch. So as you're watching this game here this weekend, keep an eye on the Michigan State running backs. Connor Cook, the quarterback, is a very dangerous passer. He was 15-31 to 31 for 256 yards last week against Western Michigan. Uh, he knows that it says here how to move the chains on third down. And... Uh, Cook also did not attempt to run on any plays last week, but they, that could definitely change next week, it says, for Oregon. So this is going to be a very, very, very interesting game. And Michigan State, I think, I think they may be up for the challenge this year. I really do. I really do. So look for them to eke out a close victory next week, maybe about six to eight point victory 28 20 somewhere in there 30 to 22 maybe somewhere in there but i do look for michigan state to keep rolling and take a look and see what they can do in the future here as they look to really make a move up the rankings so all right folks oh one other thing too i wanted to give a shout out to is uh, Division Two football. I know a lot of folks, we don't talk about that a lot of time, but Division Two football has been growing and has been very dominant up here in the upper Midwest. We have had the University of Minnesota Duluth win a championship. Uh, Winona State has played for championships. The universe, or Minnesota State Mankato, or Mankato State as we call it up here in the in the great state of Minnesota, is currently ranked number one. And last week, they opened up with the University of Minnesota Duluth, who was ranked number three in the country. And hats off, Minnesota Mankato keeps the streak going. They put the win down over the University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. And in terms of Division Three as well, teams like University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, University of Wisconsin-Stout, um, have had some success. Whitewater's won championships. And again, you know, just kind of showing you that on a Division Two, and, you know, even a Division One a you've seen what North Dakota State has done over the past four to six years, and they're playing for their fifth straight national championship. So, you know, we know that the SEC is almighty in, in Division One football, but we know our football up here in the upper Midwest as well, and we just wanted to get that word out there and let you guys know about that. So glad everybody in the chat room is chilling. Let's uh, get in there before we head out with our next break here real quick. Yeah, Texas tie. Isn't Whitewater been a dynasty lately? They absolutely have, man. They absolutely have. And, again, that just goes to the, the hardcore football fans up here. There's a lot of good coaches. There's some underrated high school players. Now, obviously, you know, we're not Texas or, or Pennsylvania, Ohio, any place like that. But there are some good players up here. And a lot of these guys don't get looks, and they'll stay close to home and go to these, these schools. So that's what's going on. Let's jump in the chat room here. Jungle Brother, Ohio State, going to go through the Big Ten like the boys on D-Block, going to run through Jared with their footlongs. Okay. Woo! 
Man, all right, Jungle Brother. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Anyway, man, anyway. Um, Texas Ty says he hopes that is true with Jared's sick ass. Oh, man. You guys kill me out there in the chat room, man. Hope everybody's doing well. We haven't heard from John Fisher yet, man. He's going to see if uh, Cooking with the Microwave, which usually follows my show, is coming up tonight. So if uh, you're out there in uh, radio podcast or broadcast land, John Fisher, let us know if you're going to be on the air tonight. But check out Cooking with the Microwave with John Fisher. Also, Jungle Brothers show on the weekend, the Real Cast podcast. And Jersey Vern and John Fisher are also the Real Cast Rangers. They are always on the run. Check their show out as well. Gary Joyner, Everyday People, and everybody is just loving it here, man. Just doing their thing. Spreaker.com, man, if you're looking to get into podcasting, it's a great, easy forum to get started with. Um, They give you a free option. I think they give you some very nicely priced options as well. So if you're looking to get into this and have some fun and maybe just want to get your voice out there and get it heard, man, Feel free to check out Spreaker.com because I definitely recommend it. So we're going to take a quick little break. And when we return, we're going to get into the NFL side of things. So we will be right back. Now greetings to the world. Why is the one called Bruno Mars alongside Gang to Brazil? Lotto tickets cheap, yeah, that's why you can catch me here Trying to scratch my way up to the top Cause my job got me going nowhere So I ain't got a thing to lose Take me to a place where I don't care This is me and my liquor store blues I'll take one shot for my I'm thinking that I run the whole block I don't know if it's just because Pineapple cushion between my jaws Has got me feeling like I'm on top Feeling like I would have stand up to the cops And stand up to the big guys Because the whole of them are soft All the talk, them are talk And then fly, make no drop 
Enough get a you cannot escape the trap. liquor store blues coming to you and folks just when we were about to write off the tennis look at this venus williams coming back hard six one and set two taking it to the set three baby this is for all the marbles however little sis serena is up two games to love she is up 30 15 in the uh for the third game here Venus is just tied that up 30-30. This is going to be good, man. Come on, Venus. Kind of rooting for it now, man. This is this is what we what we love, man. Some good hardcore t- tennis between the sisters literally and figuratively. I love it, man. I love it. So, we definitely going to keep right on top of that. Again, the uh, Williams sisters are all tied up a set apiece at the U.S. Open in Flushing Meadow. Serena is up two games to love in the third set. And she is now down 40-30. So, moving on, man. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about in college football is I saw this in the chat room on the break here. Um, UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen killed virginia keep an eye on this kid man he uh threw for 339 yards and just looked phenomenal out there in the rose bowl he is uh someone to really keep an eye on as ucla looks to stay on top of the los angeles college football scene for years it was dominated by the school in the hood the private boys over at university of southern california But these past few years, UCLA has reclaimed the throne for Westwood, and they have been back, and they have made the Rose Bowl king again. And Josh Rosen is the name to keep an eye on, people. So UCLA football, maybe that'll be a topic for next week we can get into. Um, I've all, you know, it's a quick story. I've always wanted to go to UCLA. That was for no real reason that i was out in los angeles when i was a, a small kid visiting uh, my co- my relatives in los angeles for the first time and they took us uh over to the beach so it was kind of that west la area and whatnot and you know when you go from like a south central neighborhood over there for your first time and that was the first time i saw the ocean and and that whole thing man I was like, oh, I could go here, and we went by that campus, and it's it's a little different campus, you know, like I said, the, 
They play about 40 miles away in the Rose Bowl. There's no stadium on the campus, but it's a real nice campus. The the women, whoo. Anyway, man, UCLA, Josh Rosen, keep an eye on this kid. All right, so let's move it on over to the NFLs. We're going to start winding this sports done right down here. Um, every Tuesday night, you can find us on the Spreaker.com platform. And we usually tip off every Tuesday night, 7.30 Central Time. So keep it tuned here. Let's jump in this chat room here as I want to give uh, give all the fellas some love. Uh, Jeff Poles in the mix. Big Jeff, uh, that's my brother-in-law. He says the Vikings are going 11-5 and this year, NFC North champions. You know, I, I tend to agree with that, and especially uh, after the Jordy injury. But Green Bay is not going to go down without a fight. But I definitely... Definitely do agree with that. Gary Joyner, another bad, disappointing season for the University of Georgia until they fire Mark Rick. We talked about that a few weeks ago as well because Gary's a big Georgia fan, and he is he, he may be right. Um, you know, this is going to be an interesting year. Again, Georgia is duly ranked uh, top 10 team. Let's see what they can do with it. And let's see if they can maybe uh, bring a SEC championship back between the hedges down there, Gary, for your squad. Jungle Brother says the governor, Doug, better sign you. That's Doug Stewart, better sign you before Fox, CBS, NBC Sports, or the four-letter network. Holler at you. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. As uh, we are watching John McEnroe and Donald Trump shake hands here at the Williams tennis match. Um, I, I will say um, Melina could be a very uh, interesting first lady, but uh, Trump, I don't know. I don't know, but that's, that's a show of a different sort. We'll get into politics down the road as all that stuff gets a little closer. But anyway, um, back to the sports scene here. Serena's up three games to love in the deciding third set. And we'll see if Venus can get a little rally going here. She's going to have to do it now because... Serena is halfway home to advancing to the semifinals. All right, let's talk about those Minnesota Vikings as we uh, move on over to the NFL. And we got a big national audience already. Monday night football. We are ready to go here in Minnesota. And, you know, one of the things that I love, there's our audience. You love them Vikings, don't you? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. All right. So what do the Vikings got to do to win their uh, opening game out in San Francisco? Um, San Francisco has had, again, another tumultuous offseason. Police blotter. uh, Quarterback whose confidence may have been shattered a little bit over the past season and a half. Um, I'm a big fan of Kaepernick, but uh, definitely took a step backwards last year, I thought. But then again, there was so much dissension probably behind the scenes with uh, Harbaugh out there that, you know, it probably would have messed up any team. So a lot of changes in San Francisco. Um, Vikings, I think, are hitting their stride with uh, Coach Zimmer. We got the best running back back. We got Teddy Bridgewater, who is um, definitely solid under pressure and I believe will take a a couple steps forward this season. Very confident at local interviews, uh, local uh, TV. He has been uh, very confident in his skills. He feels he has matured 
as a player, and he is ready to show um, everybody what he can do. And, you know, when you can do that play-action pass because you got AP back there, boy, it could get real interesting for our Minnesota Vikings. So, um, again, that's next Monday night. And I think the Vikings are going to eke out a victory out in San Francisco. I really, 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 really do. So, you know, Teddy's been uh, very eager to get this first game going. He's been... He's been talking about it. He's been um, tweeting. And, you know, as uh, the quote says here, my role is just to become a better player every day, become a better teammate every day. And that's just more important to me right now than what other people are saying. Amen, Teddy Bridgewater. See, the kid gets it, man. Just focus on what he has to do with the playbook, making himself the better quarterback each and every day. And it all fall into place, you know, God forbid any injuries, obviously. But, you know, Minnesota got a real steal with this kid. Um, I didn't think it was probably going to be the best choice at first. But, hey, got to love Teddy Bridgewater. And Minnesota Vikings fans love their number five in the purple. And look for those jerseys to fly off the rack this year if he gets off to a good start again. Chat room is bumping. Texas tied. Trump just trying to start stuff. Good entertainment to me. Gary Joyner says, when will these coaches start thinking outside the box in the NFL? They're failing to utilize the talents of these athletic quarterbacks. I tend to agree with you there, too, as well. Uh, Gary Joyner, some coaches are very old school and want the drop back passer, which is fine. But if you have a quarterback, you got to play to his strengths. And, you know, that. I, I can't remember what show they were talking about this in the RG3 scenario. Let me just kind of sidetrack here real quick. You know, when um, Shanahan was the coach up there and they drafted him, they talk about, okay, we have a running quarterback, so let's kind of build a, a uh, scheme around that scenario. And what happened that first year in Washington? Well, RG3 was rookie of the year. Then you got Jay Gruden, or uh, yeah, Jay in there, and he just comes in, and you know, it's it's my way, it's drop back passer, it's this, it's that. Okay, well, um, and now you see what's happening out there in Washington. So work with what you got out there, coaches. Gary Joyner, absolutely right, man. G big baller award for Gary on that point. <laughs> Somebody took control of my board there for a second, Gary. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. But, yeah, very good point. So look for the Vikings over the San Francisco 49ers um, next Monday night as the NFL gets started here. Next week we're going to go to two shows a week because we really want to stay on top of everything. We'll have college football going. We also got some boxing coming up with your main man, Floyd Mayweather, fighting Andre Berto. Um, I'll give Berto this. He, he looks good on the previews. He looks good on the Showtime 24-7s and all that. And if he can find a way, you know, he may have a puncher's chance. But, again, until somebody does it, I ain't, I ain't betting against Floyd and a whole bunch of other people ain't going to bet against him either. Jungle Brother says, Gary, it's all about access. Follow the money. ESPN are pulling the strings and campaigning for coaches they have relationships with. It's a setup. Jungle. Well said, sir. Well said indeed. 
So I'm just going to touch on a couple other quick things here, uh, Minnesota Vikings locally related. First off, um, check out the website. The Minnesota Vikings Stadium is looking phenomenal. Again, uh, prayers to the family of the construction worker that died down there after falling uh, 50 feet to their untimely death, unfortunately, if you, I think that was about three weeks ago, and to the other victim that did survive but did get uh, busted up pretty bad. Our thoughts are with you as well. Um, stadium's looking good. Minnesota Vikings are just ready to go. The, um, the only other news there really is is that uh, John Sullivan, our center, is still out with back spasms. And he's played forever. He's got one of them long consecutive game streaks going. And he is still experiencing back spasms. So that that is something that, you know, if you do bet on games or this or that, there may be the uh, second string center starting that game. So we'll we'll keep you tuned here. Check me out on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. We'll definitely keep you informed there. Don't forget our Facebook page too. Sports Done Right W R I G H T. And again, you can always check us out every Tuesday night, 7:30 p.m. We're gonna figure out a day um, for the second show which will probably be Friday, What is what I'm thinking, early evening. Um, as I know Jungle Brother likes to get on there on the weekends as well, we'd be a nice little kind of one-two punch for, for Jungle Brother's show and the Real Cast Rangers as well. So we'll, we'll keep you informed there. But So uh, John Sullivan may be out. Um, one of the other things, too, that I wanted to talk about, Oh, as uh, we will transition from the Vikings, there's, there's really just not a lot of new news there. They're ready to go. Wallace, very excited to see what he can do. Uh, let's go Vikings. Let's go Vikings. That's all we can say, man. All right, let's uh, kind of jump around the NFL here, fill some things in. I wish I had my siren, but all I got is a crowd that's going to be very upset. They're already anxious. Boy, for, for the Cleveland Browns organization, it just goes from bad to worse. And just when you think it can't get any worse, it does, people. A uh, woman says a 911 call um, that the, one of the Browns' assistant coaches tried to strangle her in a... Um, oh, boy. It just, again, more domestic assault things here. Again, this is from a Fox Sports website. And I'm just going to paraphrase some of this stuff. A woman filed an assault complaint against Cleveland Browns offensive line coach Andy Moeller. Uh, said during the 911 emergency call that he tried to strangle me. Moeller has been suspended indefinitely by the team while the city's prosecutor is looking into the matter. Tuesday looks like police received the report and the 911 audio tape. According to the report, police were called to a local residence Saturday night concerning a woman who said she had been assaulted. Moeller's name was redacted from the document. Police spoke to both parties and got conflicting stories. The report said no injuries were observed, but officers and the woman, and the woman, excuse me, was uh, taken to the hotel at her request. Later, the woman contacted police to say she was injured and wanted the press charges, the report said. She signed an assault complaint before changing her mind. So, 
you know, here we go again, you know, changing our minds, doing this, doing that. You know, if, if the man assaulted you, file the charges, please. Um, that's the only way we're going to stop this nonsense is to uh, prosecute people. However, if this was something else, well, who knows? But again, it's, it's always the look. It's like uh, Patrick Kane with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, you know, same thing, same thing there. And I'll touch on that here in just a moment. But, you know, again, Cleveland and, you know, we'll have to see how this shakes out. Moeller was suspended Monday by the Browns, who are taking the allegations very seriously, this article says. The club added in a statement that is now best for the team and for Andy to take time away from the organization to focus on his personal matters. So, oh boy, I tell you, you know, just Cleveland can't get a break. You know, a couple, Johnny uh, football looked good a couple weeks ago. There's a little bit of a, a momentum in Cleveland. At least they were cheering for something and now this comes out. So, but again, let's see what happens here. We don't want to jump, jump the gun too much. But again, it's just not a good look. Let's go down south, uh, NFC South there. Uh, the Falcons have named Tevin Coleman. They're starting running back. And he is going to be starting over Devontae Freeman. And both players were hurt uh, during training camp with hamstring issues. Um, says here, Coleman showed his... Um, his uh, explosive burst with eight rushes for 56 yards in the finale against Baltimore. As he says, he was a little hesitant in his first game at Miami in the third preseason game. He says, quote, I just felt settled down and know the playbook more and where my blockers are going to be, unquote. I'm expecting the hole is going to be there, so I'm just trying to sense it and feel it. Once I feel it, I'm going to take that hole full speed. So... Good for you, young Tevin Coleman. Good luck to you down in Atlanta. So that's what they got going on down there. And I'm just ready for football, man. I'm just ready for football. So, folks, we are going to tap this show out here in the UFC terms. One of the things that I did want to talk about is... uh, just over a month away, like I said, basketball, hockey. Yeah, that's it too. Hockey's going to be coming back. Um, Minnesota Wild here locally go to training camp in a couple weeks. We're going to have some fun people on to talk hockey as we get started here. Uh, obviously, being a Minnesota people, I got to talk hockey. So, And being that I am a Blackhawks fan, we will talk about the Patrick Kane thing. A real interesting thing broke there as well. Here as uh, we finish up Sports Done Right every Tuesday on Spreaker.com. One of the things that we did uh, see today is that the grand jury apparently was about to get the, the evidence, the case, so to speak. And that was put on hold indefinitely as it looks like Mr. Kane and this young woman are trying to work out a financial settlement. Now, there's all kinds of... Uh, you know, holes and misnomers that come with, with when you settle. You've seen what it did to Michael Jackson. Uh, he paid, a rumor is, you know, 22 to $25 million to that first accuser to make that case go away. And there's a bigger question for the Chicago Blackhawks as well. And here's, here's the thing. Um, 
is as much as as Kane or Kaner as they like to call him back in my hometown has been a stud on the ice. He's had his issues off the ice. And let's let's take this scenario. Let's just say this story is not true. Do they keep him around still? Um, there's obviously some look I don't know what happened so again and then the thing is is that the police doing the investigating out there and um, in the Buffalo area have kept this case I mean this has been like Fort Knox trying to find information on this case so I assume since they were going to the grand jury that the prosecutor whoever that is out there probably felt that they had somewhat of a case and maybe that you know got the got the money wheel going quicker i don't know but anyway um just give you a little little update here serena williams is up five games to two here in the final set um venus williams is up 15 love and is now tied 15 all this could be the final game of this match and if serena wins she is off to the semifinals. so let's jump in this chat room here I want to give everybody a big shout out who joined me tonight. Texas Tide, my brother-in-law, Jeff, Gary Joyner, um, Everyday People Radio, my main man, Jungle Brother, the Chief Rocka, Jersey Vern, my main man, Vern Ricks from down in Georgia, even though he claims Jersey as his stomping grounds. Uh, Gerald Wardam Eagle in the mix as well. want to thank you all for joining in here tonight. We're going to wrap things up here um, on this post-Labor Day edition of Sports Done Right. Everybody out there, again, you can find us every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. That's Spreaker.com. Just get in there, follow the show, and you will get email notifications on when we go live. So when I hit the live button and I get my on-air button here, you will be notified that Sports Done Right is live and we are ready for you to join us in the chat room and listen away. You can also obviously check us out on demand anytime you want to. All the shows are kept there on Spreaker.com. And your uh, please send your opinions. We appreciate your thoughts, opinions on this show. Again, join us on our Facebook page, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. You can also email me at vmann31 at gmail.com. And you can tweet me at the big smooth one. That's the number one after the big smooth. So sports done right, man. Really appreciate everything everybody's doing out there. We are really going to be once again making some leaps and bounds um, we are growing every week we are approaching 900 plays trying to get up to a thousand here in the next couple weeks we are getting likes all over the place we're getting tweets and just make sure you guys are out there spreading the word man share the show everything minnesota sports and we're going to go hardcore into minnesota sports next week but everything minnesota sports we obviously talk on national topics as well But we just want to educate folks out there in the great U.S. of A. and around the world that there's some good sports happening in this upper Midwest. There's great things happening in Minnesota. And, you know, for this town out here that everybody thinks is, you know, out on some frozen tundra, we got all the the major sports in this town, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, 
A soccer team supposedly coming. They're having some stadium issues. We got minor league baseball, high school sports. We got college sports on all levels, division one, two, and three. There's a lot going on up here in this state when it comes to sports, man. It's my job as the governor to bring that to you. That's why I was elected by the people. That's why me and the first lady do our thing. We travel around this country. We talk up Minnesota. And we just want to to know that it's a great state, a lot of fun, a lot of good people up here, man. And, well, as Prince says about the winter, cold weather keeps the bad people out. So, anyway, man, Vince Wright, again, thank you guys so much for joining me here on Sports Done Right. Every Tuesday night, you will find me right here on Spreaker.com doing it to the doing it and um oh one thing too what's up man how did you guys like the two live stews are back together again that was real good to hear them on wgst radio i apologize i actually meant to get to this a little earlier today uh the two live stews who are doug stewart and ryan stewart they are kind of the you know, the the gods we listen to when it comes to sports radio. For a number of years, they were on first take. They had their own show in Atlanta. They were syndicated. Um, had to go underground, off the grid for two, three years. But now they are back with an hour show to get started every Saturday morning on Atlanta's WGST 640 AM radio. You can also listen to them on the iHeart app. You can stream their show through the station's website. And, man, we are just happy to have the two live stews back. So, again, let's get out our seats and give it up one last time. Doug and Ryan Stewart, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the airwaves. Two live stews are back. And with that being said, Serena Williams has just moved on to the uh, semifinals, defeating her sister in three sets. And very, very cool as they embrace at center court. Again, two phenomenal women. Um, you know, you can say what you want about their dad, man, but these two ladies are just phenomenal. Have been nothing but class for this sport. And Serena keeps the Grand Slam hopes alive with a uh, two, two, excuse me, a two-set victory, uh, two sets to one over her sister Venus, as Venus heads off the court to a nice little hand as well from the crowd. There, they are very appreciative of of her efforts as well. But big ups, as Jungle Brother says, to Serena. Two live stews back on the radio, and they're just going to get better and better as they get it, get back into their flow, and hopefully as they get more than an hour to work with. I mean, as we know here, I'm already into my 90th minute at an hour and a half. Uh, very few commercials and whatnot. So hopefully they will uh, get more time. So let's support them. If you're there locally, support their sponsors. And everybody else out there, be safe in them streets. Keep God first. God bless everybody out there. We're in the best country in the world, even though we do have some issues and one of the things that I like to say is keep hope alive, as Jesse Jackson would say. But also besides keeping hope alive, 
man, just do your thing. Just be you. Don't worry about impressing everybody. And just be yourself, man. Everybody have a great night. I am signing off from the Situation Room. I'm going to end up here with a little bit of... Uh, um, for my New York people, I think I'll do... You know what? I'm actually going to end it with a little miss you. I'm in a Rolling Stones type of mood tonight. So let's get that going here. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. Again, Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. 7.30 p.m. Central Time on Spreaker.com. You can reach the governor, the sports gov, Vince Wright. Again, vman, vmann one at gmail.com. Follow him on Twitter at TheBigSmooth1, the number one. And you can also follow our Facebook group, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Have a good night.
Sports Done Right has been brought to you by Vin Man Productions. That's right, Vin Man Productions brings you Sports Done Right every Tuesday on Spreaker.com. Have a great night, everyone. God bless.